Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's Thursday, February 1st, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jen Sanasi. Let's dive into those prices. According to Coindesk Indices at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, both Bitcoin and Ether fell over a percent in the past 24 hours, with Bitcoin trading at $42,098 and Ether at $2,267. Today's mover in the Coindesk Market Index is Marlin, ticker POND, P-O-N-D, up 17% on the day. And in traditional markets, U.S. stocks fell yesterday after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said rate cuts in March were unlikely, with the Nasdaq down 2.2% and the S&P 500 down 1.6%. This marks a particularly bad day for the S&P 500, its worst single-day performance since September of last year. And in commodities, the Brent crude oil benchmark was trading at $80.96 a barrel, marking a week straight above $80. Meanwhile, gold was trading at $2,038 an ounce. For more on the market's action, let's bring in senior analyst at Keiko, Desi Ober. Let's get right into it and talk about that FOMC meeting yesterday. A lot of analysts expecting to hear that rate cuts are on the horizon, and we didn't hear that yesterday. What do you make of that? Uh, yeah, maybe before going into the FMC meeting, I, I'll start with some, some background context about the macro environment. We have had a lot of uh, loosening of macro conditions in late 2023. And the reason for this is that uh, inflation has been going down significantly. And the markets have been pricing uh, in quite a bit of rate cuts uh, for this year. So the Fed has uh, been pushing against market expectations for some time now. We had a lot of Fed speakers uh, kind of trying to moderate market expectations. And uh, essentially what happened yesterday is that the message we got across from the Fed was that inflation is indeed going down, but they will need to see more data before engaging into rate cuts. And essentially, uh, market expectations for, for the March rate cuts uh, went down significantly from uh, more than 50% uh, just before the press conference to 36% after. So uh, this is why we had this um, negative reaction from Bitcoin. Bitcoin went down almost 2% in the hours after the meeting. And of course, equities was also trading softer. So yeah. Do you think we'll see rate cuts later on this year? 
Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, uh, overall, the macro backdrop remains supportive for risk assets. It is clear the US rates have picked uh, and we are going to see rate cuts. They are projecting officially three rate cuts from this year. I think the main issue was that the markets were a bit overly optimistic uh, after slower than expected inflation data. For some months, we had this inflation slowing down significantly for six months in a row. So we were pricing a bit too too many rate cuts. But um, overall, the Fed is going to start cutting rates and, and uh, this will be positive for Bitcoin and for risk assets in general. You mentioned that Bitcoin was down on the news yesterday. And like you said, tech stocks, equities were also down on the news. How do you expect markets to continue to perform ahead of a possible rate cut in the late spring, early summer? We have been seeing uh, some volatility. And as the market is shifting away from this ETF narrative and looking into the next narrative, I expect volatility to continue until we have more certainty around the rate cuts. For now, I think the U.S. economy remains strong. The Fed was clear. Essentially, they can afford to wait. Uh, we had some very, very strong uh, U.S. data for last week. We had GDP uh, coming above expectations. We have this week uh, jobs markets data, job openings were above expectations as well. So overall, as long as the U.S. economy remains strong, they can afford to wait a bit. I guess the, the short-term price moves we've, we've seen now is mainly related to markets pricing out some of the rate cuts that were priced in back in December. But we are going to see easing in uh, in uh, monetary policy, and this will support risk assets in the long term. And as the uh, dust settles around uh, ETFs, we have seen a lot of rotation between products with outflows from GDC, uh, GBTC, but they have been slowing down. So demand is going to, to start coming into the market, and this will also support uh, the market. Global crypto regulation, the disruptive power of AI, the rise of tokenization. Consensus is the one event where experts convene to talk about the ideas shaping our digital future. Join developers, investors, founders, brands, policymakers, and plenty more in Austin, Texas from May 29th to the 31st. The 10th annual Consensus is curated by Coindesk to feature the industry's most sought-after speakers, unparalleled networking opportunities, and unforgettable experiences. Take 15% off with this registration code, MD15. Register now at consensus.coindesk.com. Something being mentioned in many of the headlines this morning are the references of a sound and resilient banking system in the U.S. being removed from all remarks at the Fed meeting. What do you make of this? What should we take away from this? Yes, maybe one important thing to mention is that we were expecting some details around the balance sheet runoff, right? Uh, in the last uh, Fed FOMC meetings, we had some mentions about the uh, possible slowing in, in quantitative tightening. The Fed has essentially rates, uh, regulation, and also balance sheet runoff uh, in order to kind of manage liquidity in the system. And um, I think one of the main uncertainty remains of how much and how further they can go in reducing their balance sheet. Uh, we have seen that the U.S. banking system has shown some weakness. Just yesterday, we had actually one of the regional banks, the New York uh, Community Bank, so its shares plummeted by more than 40%. It is the bank that actually uh, acquired Signature, one of the crypto-friendly banks, which went bankrupt. Some of the weakness was related to the commercial estate sector. So there are some weaknesses there, and it comes at a time 
when the Fed actually announced they are going to stop supporting uh, banks via their uh, emergency liquidity program. So there are some some questions around how much and how long they can continue tightening their balance sheet. And we did not get a lot of details yesterday. Uh, essentially, what we heard from uh, Jay Powell is that they're going to uh, discuss this in March. So I think uh, it's an important question as to how further they can tighten and withdraw liquidity without uh, something breaking. On this show and on Coindesk, we talk a lot about what's going on in the crypto markets. Uh, are you seeing any correlations right now between crypto markets and TradFi, or are they diverging from each other? If we talk about correlation, Bitcoin has been mostly correlated with uh, the Nasdaq over the past year. We know that the average correlation between Bitcoin and the Nasdaq was around 60% in 2022. It collapsed completely in 2023, and we... Uh, it has been close to zero on average. Uh, Bitcoin has been mostly driven by the ETF uh, hype, but uh, nevertheless, the macro context has been playing an important role in, in the recent rally. We know that the macro background improved significantly in late 2023, and this has been supporting crypto, especially altcoins. So I, I think it is still very important right now when, when the ETFs were already approved, we are still waiting to see how much new demand is coming into the market and, and uh, the macro backdrop is going to support this additional demand. In the long term, we do think that uh, these instruments are going to open the way for a new array of investors, but uh, for now, demand has been a bit slower to kick off. And uh, the macro backdrop will definitely support new investors coming into the market, especially for altcoins. You mentioned altcoins there twice. Altcoins are seeing a little bit of a revival since uh, the market downturn last year. Are you watching any alts in particular? Well, we, we have been watching altcoins particularly because it's very, very important for the market to see. Um, I mean, Bitcoin has been dominating markets over the past year and it has been driven by its own narrative. Uh, we have been waiting for altcoins and Ethereum to start picking up in order to see a broad market recovery. It has been a bit slow, but in uh, the fourth quarter, finally, we saw altcoins volume starting to pick up. And, and this was directly related to the macro backdrop. Now, after the approval of spot ETFs, there has been some volatility, but overall volumes are still above 10 billion for altcoins, which is quite significant. I do think with the easing in macroeconomic policy, we will see some more inflows coming into the market for altcoins. Now, quickly, before we wrap, you mentioned the spot ETF and attention has turned to that spot Ether ETF. Some analysts thinking we could get an approval there in May. Do you think 2024 is going to be the year for Ether? And if so, do you, do you think we could see the price reach uh, I think that Standard Chartered was saying the price could reach $4,000 by May. Um, well, Ethereum has been underperforming Bitcoin for the past year since the March, actually. Uh, we have seen some rotation into Ethereum after the approval of spot Bitcoin uh, ETFs because the markets are expecting that uh, there will be an approval of similar instrument for Ethereum. And the first final deadline is May. However, it was mostly spot driven. Uh, the derivative markets are yet to start speculating on an Ethereum spot ETF. Desi, thanks so much for joining Markets Daily. Thank you. That was Senior Research Analyst at Keiko, Desi Aubert. That's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Snassi. 
Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jensen Assey. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily. 